the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Well, hello, everyone, and wh- thanks you for tuning in to another Rescuers presentation. Uh, you can hear Rescuers radio show at uh, Faith Talk 1360 or faithtalk1360.com. It airs every Thursday on Faith Talk 360 at 530, and then it becomes a podcast and goes into the stream. And you can find all of those at uh, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you're you're looking for it. Just Google uh, or go after Rescuers Radio Show. Hey, I have a great guest, guest here this morning, uh, Tiffany Page Ramirez from Sacramento this morning is with us. Hi, Tiffany. Hello. <laughs> so glad to have you on the Rescuers Radio Show. And... Um, and I've done a little research, and you have a great website, by the way. But oh, thank you. <laughs> and you've sent us some some uh, materials. But you know, before we get started, I always like for our uh, worldwide audience uh, for Rescuers Radio Show to learn a little bit about our guest. So, uh, give us a little backstory uh, on you, Tiffany. How you got to this point? Mm. <laughs> how far back do you want me? Wide to go? open question. Huh? <laughs> well, not not fifteen <laughs> minutes worth, but maybe a couple. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's sort of, excuse me, I've always been an artist, had a passion for creativity and just been drawn to kind of inspiration. I kind of, I call myself an inspiration junkie. Um, (laughs) I like that. It's good. (laughs) I have been using art for myself for healing and inspiration and recovery. And it's always been a part of my life. And um, a little while after I was saved, I felt kind of a call to take my amazing creative background that my grandparents helped me um, have and establish and and use it for something that was a little bit more helpful and meaningful. Um, and my grandfather has had Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. and uh, he made sure that all of his grandchildren had the ability to go to college. So um, he funded my my art education, even though he had no idea what his granddaughter was going to do with a fine arts degree. Uh, he ran a steel factory back in Pennsylvania, so a little different than going to art school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I always say, you know, he was a man of faith and he believed in me, even though it made no sense to him. And um, I had a very blessed education and got to do some really um, amazing things in the creative fields. And then I was drawn to, you know, God was kind of waking me up to do something that was a little bit more person centered and just really felt called to 
take art programs to those who weren't able to get to them and use art to help people kind of connect to community and connect to what was important to them and a sense of meaning and purpose and was really led back to the Alzheimer's world. And once I saw how art could help people connect to memories and value and meaning, I was just hooked and I don't think I'll ever be able to do anything else. Um, So that whole thing happened maybe 12 years ago. And then gradually I started uh, researching and learning and training and um, entered the aging field about 10 years ago and launched Artisan Mind about eight years ago and then relaunched it as a full-time ministry and nonprofit um, kind of in the midst of COVID around November of last year. Mm. So, you know, a lot of things uh, as as upside down as the whole world was for the last year and a half uh, and last year, really big time. Uh, Some neat things happened and that's, that's why rescuers radio show came about to, because mm. there's a lot of people doing positive things, changing and saving lives yeah. every day, uh, in spite of the darkness and what was going on yeah. around us. So I, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. So artist and art. There's many kinds of artists and art. Your kind. What's your foundation? It's painting, right? Well, I actually studied in fashion design um, and then went into jewelry design, and then in the midst of that, learned. Um, learned painting. I've always loved um, painting and I also do collage and I also do a mixed media with paper mache and make like three dimensional abstract art that sort of has an environmental feel to it. So I'm a little bit all over the place. I also love to sketch and doodle in watercolors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's amazing. And, and uh, a true, a true artiste, right? (laughs) <laughs> so, but this time you have direction. You you received that direction in the loss of your grandfather, correct? It, it was in the it was in that process. Um, he had passed. He had passed a number of years before I really got the direction. Mm, okay. But when I felt that that guidance to do something person centered, he came right to the forefront. And gosh, I still get emotional every time because I just. I knew back then I was being guided even before I knew I was being guided. And I just kind of think, okay, grandpa, this is what it turned into. And what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he and God had a plan. They did. They did indeed. (laughs) I know how how that works. So, um, uh, you do. There was something a very interesting comment in your in your the information that I got from you, in response to the world's great need for truth and love. Expand on that a little bit. Mm. Oh well, I think it's. I'm basically saying God. The world's great need for God. Mm-hmm. You know, He is the truth, and He is love. And I think in our fallen and broken world, that is missed so very often. And I think people are, oh, I think societies are becoming so self-reliant and focused on material and missing, missing the truth that, you know, that God provides and that the spiritual life is the real one. And, um, and in the midst of the work that I'm doing, I have an opportunity to help people reconnect to their to the inherent value that God has given them. And I think that is a truth that gets lost, particularly with the social stigma that goes along with Alzheimer's and dementia. But when people are 
observing art and making art, something else comes to the surface. They have an opportunity to make their mark in the world and to be seen and have their, you know, if someone sees something in a painting that reminds them of where they came from or where they grew up, holding that space and letting that person connect to that memory as much or as little as they are able just helps them know that they matter, that they are seen and they are valued. And that is, I believe that is the truth and the love that God wants me to share with people. So um, you are uh, dedicated in your words to providing creative experiences that support the hope and faith of people living with physical and cognitive challenges. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to really dive deep into that because uh, so much of our population, especially the elderly, are are caught in the web of of um, Alzheimer's and dementia, and yeah. and you you have are so when you say that they they see your paintings and and it turns on some lights inside of them. Let's talk about that for a moment. What does that mean? What are some of those experiences? Now, first of all, are these people that are fairly quiet and silent with dementia and Alzheimer's, and this kind of brings them to a vocal point? Or how do, how is that that you mean that? Yeah, sometimes I work with people at, at all different stages of memory loss, from the very beginning um, where they're still able to have full conversations and may still be able to get their paints out and and paint together. And then, um, and I work with some people who are very, very advanced where it's really reading body language and watching where their eyes are going and focusing on a certain painting and then gently asking guided and open-ended questions that have no right right or wrong to help them connect with what they're seeing and maybe express what that means for them. When when the world was opened, I did museum tours and would take uh, take people on, on tours to the museums and we would stop at certain paintings and I would ask questions like, what what do you see? What is the first thing you notice? Or what do you think about what you see? where there's no right or wrong with that, but so often what people see and what they notice first will be something that will have a personal meaning to them. And then as I gently ask, you know, can you tell me more and wait for them to kind of go through the files in their mind to find that more, they're able to connect more deeply to a memory and then, and then share it and, um, and have it be witnessed when the world closed down, we started doing things by Zoom. So we would connect to maybe a smart TV and assisted living or a memory care community. And I would share artwork. I'd put together collections and we would go through it the same way. I also go into assisted living communities and memory care communities with a large screen and a projector and a prepared presentation of artwork that has these open-ended questions. And then also some what I call talking, talking points to offer intellectual stimulation as well so that there's an opportunity for lifelong learning so that cognition gets to be exercised. So as these were happening and, 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 and the people rea- reacting and responding the, the way that they did to the, the, the artwork, uh, did that surprise you? Were you ready for that? Or uh, did you already have some insight that this would happen? Mm. Must be some Back great when I, stories there. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have stories galore. <laughs> Back when I first started, like when when kind of the lights came on and I felt guided to this work, I started doing research and I started reading about how art was being used. And it wasn't quite as abundant now. There's, it's quite a movement now for art and memory care. Mm. But back, you know, 10, 12 years ago, it wasn't quite as abundant. But the book that I found was called I'm Still Here. And it was Artists for Alzheimer's was an organization that had started the first museum tours for memory care. And I read about what was happening. So I got a glimpse into what was possible. And then I did a lot of training with that foundation. And then when I launched the first museum program here in Sacramento and I saw it happen, mm. I, like I said, I don't think I can ever do anything else because it just keeps happening. You know, yesterday I was at a, um, a new community that I'm working with and I shared a painting that one of the women who was brand new had just moved into this memory care community. So she's going through a massive life change. Mm. Her husband has passed. She's a widow. And now she's living in community and has had to leave her house. This painting, she recalled seeing it in London on the many trips that she and her husband used to take. So that opened up this opportunity for her to share about her husband, share about traveling, which was really personal and meaningful for them, have the other residents get to know her a little bit. And and she just she just absolutely lit up and kind of owned and was so beautifully proud of, I know that painting and I saw it in person. I saw that with my husband, you know, and it was just so I was so moved by her and her response. And that guided you through your uh, your artistic being that uh, guided you towards the kind of work that you began to do, or you were already doing that? That's- well, this session just happened yesterday, oh so I've God. already been doing it. Yeah, this so- one just happened yesterday. Wow. Um, gosh, one of the first, one of the very first stories um, that I experienced was a gentleman, we were on a museum tour and he was, um, he was very withdrawn. He was very anxious and kind of hunched over his walker. And, and this is a story I try not to repeat too, too often, but it was at the beginning and it made such an impact on me. He wasn't, he wasn't communicating as we were walking through the galleries until we came to one particular painting of beautiful mountains of Lake Tahoe. And he suddenly looked up and said to me, I know those mountains. And I looked at him and I said, Chuck, how do you know those mountains? And he said, well, those mountains are in New York. (laughs) And granted, it was a painting of Lake Tahoe, but who cares? Because he's connecting to mountains in New York. Exactly. So I gradually asked him if he could tell me more. And it took him a little while, but he was gradually able to say, those mountains are in New York and that's where I grew up. I said, can you tell me more about that? And he said, I grew up in those mountains and I used to ride my bike in those mountains and we had so much fun. Oh my gosh. And that so much fun was this emotional memory that he connected to that runs so, so deep. And the incredible thing was we had this experience and Chuck had very short term memory abilities at this point. So we had this moment and then we moved on and it was as if it just disappeared. And a few minutes later, we came to another painting of another set of mountains And he looked up and he said, I know those mountains. And he said it as if he had for the very first time. So I said, Chuck, how do you know those mountains? 
And he said, those mountains are New York. I said, really? Can you tell me more? <laughs> and we went through the whole thing and he went through it a little, he found his memories a little quicker. And honestly, we did this five or six times. <laughs> and every time he told the story, he told it with more confidence. He stood up a little bit straighter. His eyes got a little bit brighter and he was almost animated at the end. And he left the museum practically leaving his walker behind and a completely different man than who had come in one hour before. Oh my gosh. And that is the story that gripped me. And then his caregivers told me that he stayed that emotional uplift that he felt when he was at the museum lingered long into the evening, long past. He didn't remember being at the museum, but the emotional value of what happened when he remembered where he came from and what was important to him changed him for that day. So that's where, when I see those sort of benefits where it helps alleviate anxiety and yeah. apathy and, and fear and restore somebody to, you know, as close to how God made them, well, it's just, it's, <laughs> if, if, it's if, still, if, <laughs> oh, Chuck. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, uh, my guest today is Tiffany Page Ramirez, the founder and creator of the nonprofit Artisan Mind. And you know what amazes me when, you, when I hear you tell this story? Um, God gave you the gift of being able to listen and not jump in and try to correct. No, these mountains are over here. They're not from there. <laughs> You 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 didn't do any of that. You let the artwork and his mind work together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's my takeaway from from what you just said. Yeah. How wonderful! Sometimes I don't feel. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing anything. The artwork is doing it, and it's the <laughs> art and the artist, and I'm just getting the people in front of the art and asking a few questions. <laughs> but isn't that the whole purpose of artwork? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> finding finding that depth of, and that, that a way to connect with that painting, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. um, so were these in in you know this is this these stories are just happening. Let's go back during COVID when we were at the height of COVID and the depth of COVID. You couldn't have a a one-on-one with them and you were depending on Zoom to do that for you? Yeah, we were depending on Zoom and then ideally having a caregiver or a family member on the other side to help kind of be that co-facilitator with me. Yeah. Yeah, it was very different because not everybody likes technology and not everybody wants to do technology. Um, so when we, you know, when, when technology was just too frustrating, um, we could, I'd often send, you know, if I knew somebody had a favorite artist, I would just create booklets and send pages of colorful booklets of artists for them to look at on their own or hopefully their caregivers to share with them when we couldn't connect in person Um, A lot of my time during COVID was relaunching Artisan Mind and fundraising. And so I did a lot of the fundraising over Zoom. We did social distancing fundraising on patios. I would share my (laughs) presentation and my stories and invite people to come along. So I actually got to use that time in that way, which worked out to my favor, because then as, as the partners came along, um, we were able to gradually start seeing people in person then. So um, I get the I get the notion that you began pursuing the passion from these stories and, and the connectivity uh, to bring healing properties of art and ima- imagination to the lives of people living with dementia. But um, for goodness sakes, 
what this did for you personally, it affect it. It had a great impact on your artwork, and and the way that it's presented, and and you're allowing these people to come alive within within your artwork. How how awesome is that? I mean, that doesn't happen to everybody every day. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and you know, oftentimes I'm sharing. Um, I'm not always sharing my artwork. Sometimes I am. Um, but oftentimes, you know, I'll pull from Van Gogh and Renoir and the masters, you know, we'll talk about their artwork nice. and what people see in those paintings as well. Um, but yeah, it has a huge impact of, on me. And as I'm sitting here in my studio, I'm looking around and a number of the paintings on my walls are paintings that I've done as I'm sitting with clients who want to keep painting, mm-hmm. you know, individuals who may not be able to set up their own paint studio anymore. So I go alongside them and I'd paint on mine and they paint on theirs and we'd share stories and critique each other. And um, some of my best work has come from what I thought was going to be holding the space for somebody else to paint. God had another plan. (laughs) Yeah. You you, you know, when when you give something over to God, it's his. (laughs) Yeah. And he'll guide you in that. And, and we're asked to just trust, right? Yeah. Yep. Just, just go. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, so as I mentioned, you know, uh, this radio station, Rescuers Radio Station was born before COVID. We, we talked about it in January of, uh, in December of 19 and, and uh, January and February of 20, decided to launch it in May. Mm-hmm. Little did we mm-hmm. know what God's intention was. Wow. And boom, here, here came uh, the, the radio sh- uh, store, uh, series. And, and, and I've been able to meet amazing people and bring them to all mm-hmm. of our, our sizable listenership and, and uh, tune them into what's been going on during wow. the era of COVID. A lot of great things are happening. A lot of great things are happening. God can use everything for good. I believe. I believe that. So you're. So the show was able to keep going in the midst of everything because it was radio. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Pro- proving <laughs> once again that radio is the intimate media. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And and uh, and it's and it's there's nothing else like it. So um, uh, you I know you don't do this for uh, for recognition and awards, but you did receive uh, your work with artists for Alzheimer's by County of Sacramento. What's tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So a a friend of mine, Patty Radar, dear, dear friend, and she wanted to somehow support Artisan, or at the time it was, um, it was before Artisan Mind, I was um, Artist for Alzheimer's Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and then it grew into Artisan Mind, but at that point, um, yeah, I was in kind of the first stage, and Patty nominated me as um, a hero for human services, And she said, I, you know, we don't have a lot of funds to share, but I think this would be really, I think this is a way I can help you. And um, so I was, yeah, I was honored by the County of Sacramento. There was a wonderful, um, like a dedication. I think there were 10 other nonprofits that were a part of that. And we were all um, awarded a beautiful, beautiful plaque and just honored for that year. 
And it was a privilege to be a part of so many other people with beautiful hearts to see what they were all doing from a 12 year old gathering socks for the homeless to, you know, (laughs) me doing artwork to somebody else providing, um, you know, providing meals for people who are isolated and, you know, all sorts of things. So that was, uh, that was definitely a privilege to receive that and just to have the work be acknowledged that's more important that just the value of the work being seen and understood and for people to know this is a real thing and it run it it touches very deeply because it's kind of unusual people will say you what do you do you do what <laughs> and that's kind of what i said to god yeah. when he called me into this i'm like you want me to do what, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he has an answer for that it just <laughs> yes. takes time right it's all in his yep. time so yeah, yeah. um Doggone it! I, you know, time is flying by here, but but um, I can't. Uh, where can they find uh, arts? A R T Z. Where can I, they find Artisan Mind? You have a website. They can I go do. To? Yeah, they can find um, arts. I think um, they are based back in Boston, and gosh, we kind of went separate ways, and the. Um, uh, the founder of that, Sean Caulfield, passed a few years ago, unfortunately. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what's happening with arts anymore. Um, but with Artisan Mind, I can be reached at artisanmind.org, and my email is Tiffany at artisanmind.org, and I can be, yeah, I can be contacted at either, either place. Tiffany, this has been a great, uh, of great value to our our listenership and, and to me personally. So uh, we've been talking with Tiffany Page Ramirez coming uh, to us from Sacramento and and the founder and creator of the nonprofit Artisan Mind. Check it out. And God bless you, Tiffany, and all you do. You are a rescuer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You can find uh, Rescuers Radio Show. Uh, Just Google it at uh, uh, Facebook or Spotify. They all have it, and it airs at Faith Talk, uh, Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 5.30. Have a great day. Blessed. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.